0: Hi, you're listening to Phil Debella and this is Flashcast by PDB. And today I want to talk about um, buying local and the importance of it and the why and uh, pure Insight from my perspective, there'll be different views on this, and that's perfectly okay. I always say altering views is never a problem. It's just make sure we do it respectfully. Uh, so um, I encourage people to um, you know to, to challenge myself and challenge other people, and and all the rest of it, because everyone has their own views and opinions, and everyone has different levels of expertise. But um, buying local um, today is what I'm going to talk about and the importance of it from my perspective, and especially um, uh, you know or well, during still and post coronavirus. Um, where we've had big, big changes to the economy globally um, and I believe that it's only people that are going to help get this. And what I mean by that is people supporting people um, and showing care and attention and support. And um, if we do that, we come through this. And um, let me say from the onset, when I said buying local does not mean alienating other countries and imports and all the rest of it. Um, that's certainly not what I advocate. Uh, buying local to me is more about consciousness. It's being conscious to support your local fruiter, your local butcher, your local business, your local service person, plumber, electrician, etc. Um, and given that, of course, a lot of ingredients, products, um, and certain services and the rest of it have to come from overseas. That's a given. Uh, to me, let me say from the onset that buying local is about a consciousness. It's about being conscious to support, where possible, your local person. And um, some of the things we'll explore is um, it's more expensive. Well, it can be, but more expensive now, but not maybe in the long run. Um, and and uh, let me tackle that up first. And when people say buying local is expensive, well, in the instance, it could be. Um, those bananas might cost you more. That local service person might cost you more. That T-shirt might cost you more because it was made in Australia and and um, labour prices higher and and all the rest of it. Let's break that down as an example. If the labour price is higher, well, that means somebody in Australia is getting paid. It means you buy that product from that person. They're getting paid more. You need to pay more. The money stays in the country. Um, unfortunately, we become hypocrites of our own desires at times where we want things cheaper, but then we want people to be paid more money, uh, and that's just not possible. So to me, the concept of buying local means that you're supporting somebody that is in the country where the money stays in the country. And what happens is the money keeps circulating. And let me explain that in a different way. Um, Growing up as an Italian, I was exposed to, um, you know, parents playing cards and having fun with others and all the rest of it. And at times they would play for money. And uh, we're not talking the illegal gambling and all this sort of stuff. We're talking 20 cents, 50 cents a hand, stuff like that. And uh, dad exposed me to a concept that said, we try and play with the same people all the time because the money circulates within the group. And think about that. We play with the same five or six people every time because one week I win, one week someone else wins, one week somebody else wins, but the money circulates within the group. When you bring outsiders in, they might play once or twice a year, they might take the money away from the group. Now, that's a very, very simplistic and pragmatic way to explain buying local, is that if you're buying from your local supplier or local service person, the money circulates within the group. Now, whether it be your local suburb community, whether it's your you know your um, um, state community, whether it's your federal community being Australia, but the money circulates within the country. And yes, at times you're going to pay more. Just like a game of cards, at times you're going to lose more money in a hand of cards. However, if you looked at the average over a year, you probably find that you break even at times you'll lose more and other times you'll win more Sometimes you'll lose less, sometimes you'll win less. But if you took the average over a year, which my dad would often do, he'd write down after each game um, how much he won or how much he lost. You'd find that over a year, you were pretty close to even. And that's what they mean by the same people come to the group, the money circulates within the group. And that's no different when we talk about buying local. Of course, the concept of buying local um, it supports your community. And what happens with local community? Uh, and using a, um, a very good friend of mine, Peter Maniatis, who owns Superior Fruit at Chelma, uh, a very, very big, generous man in in giving to local community, to local soccer clubs, to local libraries, et cetera, et cetera. Now, he can do that because he has the great support of the local residents that support him and buy fruit and veggies and and produce from him. And it's often those local businesses that will support the local community Uh, and they can't support the local community if they're not being supported by the local people. Uh, So, yet again, another good reason of um, why to buy local. The other thing is that um, we've got to understand how the economy runs and, and, and in short, nothing is for free. Now, whilst you think you're getting a great bargain or, of great value, nothing is free. And so the word we talk about is, is your business delivering value? Now, just because you're buying local, of course, doesn't mean that somebody can raise prices to crazy levels. Um, the businesses have to make sure that they're offering you know, value. And I always say value is about trying to deliver that little bit more than the price you're asking. And don't lower your price, but but offer more. And that's a strategy that I've used in business when I had Dibella Coffee, and now I'm entering in a new world of, a, of another business. It's the same thing, is that rather than dropping the price or discounting the price, how can we deliver a little bit more value? And that value, it doesn't just need to be in quantity of product, but can be in quantity of service. It could be about loyalty and recognizing constant and repeat business. It, it depends on the business and the service that you're operating um, in how you can deliver. But rather than talk about cheap and discounting, how about we talk about value? Because people love Value and as consumers, we need to learn to accept value over cheap. Cheap means nobody wins. Somebody is always going to be um, lose. So where there's value, there's always two winners. Now again, back to the local, you know, and local community. Of course, there's certain products that just can't be produced at a sustainable price locally, and that's okay rather than be upset by this and all the rest of it, what we need to do is, and and us as consumers and as business owners and then, of course, government, everyone has a level of responsibility, is we should be working to a plan of where we can start to develop a system where things are getting produced in the country. And... um, there's no doubt everyone knows I love the coffee industry. Um, it's been part of my life for most of my life, the coffee industry. And one thing that I absolutely love about the coffee industry and want to share with listeners in this whole how do we take something that's being majorly imported and start to manufacture back in our country? The coffee industry is a great case study to have a look at how it's been done. Now myself and all of my colleagues that manufacture coffee deserve a pat on the back for this. And I mean, everybody that's in the industry, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, but if you look at what's happened in the coffee industry in the last, you know, 50 years, Everybody that's been part of the coffee industry needs to really, really be, um, you know, acknowledged for this. And what's happened is that 50 years ago, 80 to 90 percent of the coffee in Australia was imported. So our industry, even when you look at the coffee production industry, was imported. Uh, now, what's happened over the last 50 years? If you look at today, probably no more than 10 to 20 percent of coffee is actually imported. Eighty to ninety percent of all coffee consumed in Australia is manufactured in Australia, and I think the coffee industry is really underrated in terms of how it's led the way in taking an industry that was, pre, you know, predominantly imported to now being manufactured in this country. And if you take it out, and of course the airtime becomes about oh, we manufacture all our clothes overseas, we manufacture all our cars overseas, we manufacture all of our machinery overseas. Well, if you just take a look at the coffee industry and what it's done over 50 years, then it's a great template um, and, and a great inspiration and reason why th- that we should be looking at this for other products. And the coffee industry over 50 years led by some great people like Genovese Coffee and Grinders Coffee, Carlo, who started Grinders and the Genovese family 50, 60 years ago, these guys did an amazing job in starting to produce coffee in Australia, And what's happened since then is that you now have thousands of people that manufacture coffee from small operators to big operators. Every single person has contributed to bringing an industry back into Australia and making sure that the coffee is manufactured here. Now, of course, a lot of our coffee is imported. And this is where I talk about some products just need to be imported. Australia, firstly, just does not produce enough coffee to be able to sustain um, its population. Secondly, that if it did, the Australian public wouldn't want to pay the prices that need to because of the cycle. However, what I know most roasters in Australia do is they all do buy some Australian coffee to showcase it and support local, but need to buy a lot of the product from overseas. And in that instance, it's okay because you can't get what you need from the country. However, the production, the manufacturing of it is done here in Australia, which obviously um, supports the economy of Australia. It employs a lot of people uh, and it gives us those control mechanisms. So the coffee industry is a very good example of how it, it supports local and operates local. And it's also a great example of what some products, it's an industry where a lot of products do need to come from overseas, but doesn't stop the manufacturing process to happen in the country. So what I wanted to do in this episode was just make everyone a little bit more conscious about buying local, giving some practical examples. Next time you're going to engage as a service or buy a product, please have a look at how you can support your local business, keeping in mind the long-term gain of that. I thank you for listening. You've been listening to Phil Bella. This is Flashcast by PDB. And next, until next time, go be the best you can be.